Well, there's another thing the Bible says about Magog, if she is indeed Russia, and that one of her allies that will march with her is Persia. Persia is the ancient name for modern Iran. So the Bible predicted hundreds of years ago that this large force from the north of Israel would attack her after she was regathered and one of the allies that would attack Israel with Mother Russia or Magog, whoever it is, would be Iran or Persia. And it's only recently that the Iranians and the Russians have developed a special connection. Not once in the past 2,500 years has Russia formed a military alliance with Persia, Iran, but they have now signed a billion dollar deals uh, to sell missiles to Iran, and the Iranians have helped the Russians, providing them with uh, drones, weaponized drones to use in the Ukraine war. You probably heard about that. And uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu said of this, Iran and Russia are very disturbing to us. Iran supplying Russia with drones, Russia helping Iran with nuclear weapons. The only way to stop Iran is with a credible military threat. So how do you stop something like this? Literally, there are hostages from Israel, old women, little children, uh, young women, and soldiers as well, because these civilians were actually targeted in this attack. How do you deal with this? It's very tricky. Let's just say for the sake of a point that Israel decided to strike out at Iran, specifically, because they're funding all of this. What would that produce? Well, it could produce, it could produce a conflict we read about in Ezekiel, where suddenly, because the Bible says that Magog will come against her will, the Bible describes hooks in her jaws, pulling her forward, almost as though Magog is coming in reluctantly along with her ally, Persia or Iran. While they're mowing down the Gaza Strip and letting them terrorists know exactly what we do with terrorists, which is not compromise or negotiate, what they ought to do is evacuate up there on the hill and get a great big missile and blow that wicked dome of the rock plumb off of the spot where it's standing right now so we can get that third temple rebuilt and usher in the coming of Jesus. Tear down that big demonic monstrosity that shouldn't even be there. Blow the whole thing to kingdom come. Rebuild that third temple and we'll zip up out of here in the glory land. Amen. Yes, I said it. Yes, Twitter, enjoy yourself. There's a mighty battle coming, and it's well now on its way. It'll be fought in Amnesty Garden. It shall be a sad, sad day. In the book of Revelation, words in chapter 16 say, There'll be gathered that great armies for that battle on that day. All the way from the gates of Eden to the battle of Annie Garden, there's been trouble and tribulation, there'll be sorrow and despair. He has said ye not be troubled, for these things shall come to pass. Then your life will be eternal when you dwell with him at last. Turn the pages of your Bible and St. Matthew you will see. 
start with chapter 24 and read from 1 to 33. In our Savior's blessed word, he said on earth he prophesied. Oh, he spoke of this great battle that is coming by and by. All the way from the gates of Eden to the battle of Amnia Garden, there's been proud and tribulation, there'll be sorrow and despair. He has said ye not be troubled, for these things shall come to pass, then your life will be eternal when you dwell with him at last. There'll be nation and against nation, there'll be wars and rumors of wars. There'll be great signs in heaven, in the sun, the moon, the stars. Oh, the hearts of men shall fail them, there'll be crashing of the teeth. Those who seek it will receive it, mercy at the Savior's feet. All the way from the gates of Eden to the battle of Anya Garden, there's been troubles and tribulations, there'll be sorrow and despair. Said ye not be troubled, for these things shall come to pass. Then your life will be eternal when you dwell with him at This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bann. It is uh, Wednesday, 11 October in the year of our Lord, 2023, and there is a lot of talk of Armageddon. A lot of the uh, the preachers are up on this. Of course, there's a counterpush. Dearborn, Michigan, massive uh, pro-Hamas demonstration financial times of london israel prepares for ground invasion of gaza there's obviously a lot of activity on the northern border while over here in um, in the house right now even as we speak the republican conference is meeting behind closed doors and the first thing you're going to deal with is a proposal to keep it all secret and behind closed doors and some of the people or i guess many of the people pushing that are some of your heroes out there, or some of our heroes? People have been uh, have been supportive of this entire effort to make sure we do everything, everything out in the open and uh, and with full radical transparency. They're behind closed doors right now, and they're trying to cut deals and argue this out. Uh, and we're saying everything's got to come forward. In fact, this is the whole thing we're saying about the situation in Ukraine, the situation in Israel the situation in Taiwan and the South China Seas, but particularly on our southern border, which is our, our uh, priority, the southern border of the United States of America and what has gone on with the 8 to 10 million illegal aliens, many of whom are not here for good purposes, uh, the invasion of the United States of America. It's now time for radical truth, radical transparency. 
and all you're getting is spin and Kant and uh, double talk and mealy mouth uh, politicians uh, throwing out, uh, you know, loose talk. Uh, what is it? Wars and the rumors of war? Well, if you want Armageddon, I'm telling you, you make a couple of bad moves in this uh, cockpit and you can have it. So I think people got to be very careful and really think things through. And today, that's why I've asked Colonel Derek uh, Harvey uh, is going to join me here in a second, uh, who is, I think, the, one of the savviest members of President Trump's national security apparatus uh, when President Trump in his first term. But there's a lot going on. I want to thank that is Hank Williams, his classic, The Battle of Armageddon. And if you haven't heard that song, it's incredible. There are a bunch of good covers on it, but we wanted to go back to the original Hank Williams. You know, Hank Williams, I think, went through a period, uh, either did covers for some of the old gospel songs, or wrote and with people, wrote a number of new gospel songs that were just absolutely tremendous. So the Battle of Armageddon, if you haven't heard it before, quite uh, powerful. In fact, he quotes, and if I can pull it up, I think I've got it right here, Matthew 24, 1 through 33, and everybody I think today ought to read that. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. His disciples came to him, for to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See you not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And it goes on. Uh, it's 1 through 33. People ought to read that today. Plus, it's um, always good to uh, read St. John the Evangelist, the book of Revelations, because right now we're in an era of come and see. Come and see. I want to bring in Colonel Harvey. Uh, Colonel, yesterday I um, really went through that this audience is the stability of the country. This audience is the foundational element right now. That with all this chaos and all this turmoil, uh, it is the kulaks. It's the, it's the uh, deplorables, the hobbits, uh, the MAGA movement, working class men and women, middle class men and women, who go about their daily business, you know, it's uh, Burke's little platoons. Right. They go about their business. They take care. They're good householders. They raise their kids. They're patriots. Their kids serve in the military. The kids go all over the world. This MAGA movement is far from isolationist. That's what they tar you with. Uh, you're far from isolationist because the movement's made up of active duty service members and veterans and then family of people that are serving or family of veterans who understand uh, the risk of overseas deployments and understands uh, what the task and purpose of the United States is. Colonel Harvey, your situation, I want to make sure, just give background. Colonel Harvey was uh, in Iraq and actually was the, he's the legendary individual that came back uh, with what the real situation there was after the first couple of years when we were losing. After we took Baghdad, Baghdad as people remember, we started to lose the war in the Anbar province with the uh, with the what is it the Sunni uprising and Colonel Harvey was one that came back and spoke truth to power uh, to Rumsfeld the Pentagon and eventually to Condi Rice and Bush at the uh, at the White House and were able to at least sort that mess out for a while when we were fooling ourselves. This is the whole point right now. If you want to help Israel, uh, it is important to help Israel. There's a devastating article in the New York Times today. In fact, if I can get that up, I think I sent it to you. A devastating article about the intelligence and operational failure of um, of Israel, of the Israel intelligence forces and actually the operational commanders on Saturday. 
it is shocking uh, about the incompetence. Absolutely shocking. But there's a brutal line. The buried lead is about two-thirds down in the article where they say Israel, as what's happened over the last uh, couple of days, has shaken the nation to its core about its own security. And that Israel has gone, and I quote, has gone from a military and intelligence regional asset to a liability. That is a pretty shocking statement, and we have to take that into consideration as we try to help Israel, assist Israel, get through this. Um, Colonel Harvey, uh, we got a couple of minutes on this side of the block. Give, give us your overall assessment of where we are. Well, first, Steve, thank you for having me on. And I think one thing I want to tell everyone out there is, you know, I've been very frustrated over the years, as you know, about the inability of our leadership to take war and conflict seriously. Because we, as I've said before, we have become very good at managing conflict to unacceptable outcomes. We do not decide on a war aim and a, and a goal that we are strategically, operationally, and tactically going to align all of our capabilities to achieve. We manage it and pass the buck on to the next administration. And that is what frustrates America, because as you know, a good friend of mine, Jack Keane, and I used to talk about when we were considering the surge in Iraq in 2006, 2007, the American people are willing to sacrifice if they know the sacrifice of blood and treasure is going to actually achieve something for the American strategic interests and that we actually will win. So, you know, that's our frustration with Ukraine. That's the frustration with Iraq, Afghanistan, Vietnam, etc. Now, we don't need to get engaged directly in this conflict with troops boots on the ground. We need to do 1A and 1B, which is 1A is provide the cover to allow Israel to pursue its national interests and not be impeded from doing that so that they can have a consequential response to Hamas and potentially take Hamas out. And we can talk more about what that may look like. And then 1B is protecting the American homeland. That includes homeland defense, the border, making sure that you know, the FBI and others are on their game and going after these Hezbollah cells that we know are here. Unfortunately, the FBI took their eye off the ball about seven years ago and have not been focused on elements of the Muslim Brotherhood and our border where we're having all of this infiltration. So those okay, are one uh, A and one Derek, B. One, one A and one B. We're going to come back and break it all down. We're going to talk about the situation with the United States military, what's happening on the border, uh, the reality of what's going on in Israel. Also, being double dealt up on Capitol Hill right now, they all want it behind closed doors. You want it all out in the open. We don't care how ugly it is. It's called democracy. Short break. Back in a moment. Do you get the feeling that the unthinkable is going to happen soon? Well, I do. But between the distractions and smoke screens in the media, we probably won't see it coming. That's why it's smart to invest in emergency food right away. As they say, it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. My Patriot Supply is the nation's leader in high-quality emergency food. Let me repeat that. My Patriot Supply is the nation's leader in high-quality emergency food. Head to MyPatriotSupply.com and prepare today with emergency food that will stay fresh for up to 25 years. Enjoy 
a wide variety of delicious food kits, offering over 2,000 calories every day for optimum strength under stress. And don't forget about water filtration and purification products. These are perfect for your bug out bag, survival supply, or your camping pack. One thing is for sure in this world. We all need to stock up before panic sets in. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship the same day. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. It's time to prepare for what is coming. So prepare with the best. MyPatriotSupply.com. Take action, action, action. Billy had counseled President Biden to keep 2,500 troops in and around Kabul. Instead, Mr. Biden ordered a complete withdrawal to end America's longest war after 20 years. The disaster that followed will be part of both of their legacies. I go through uh, the entire uh, withdrawal from uh, Afghanistan, uh, chapter and verse, all the time. And that was a, a strategic failure for the United States. Uh, the enemy occupied the capital city of the country that you were supporting. So to me, uh, that hurts. It hurts a big way. But no matter what pain I feel or anyone else feels, uh, nothing comes even close to the pain of those that were killed. To those who served in Afghanistan for two decades and lost family members and friends and wonder, was it worth it? That's always the question, right? So 2,461 killed in action by the enemy in Afghanistan over 20 years. Was it worth it? Look, I can't answer that for other people. This is a tough business that we're in, this military business. It's unforgiving. The crucible of combat's unforgiving. Uh, people die. They lose their arms. They lose their legs. It's an inc- Was it? Was it? Worth, this is not some grundoon. This is the anchor of the CBS. Um, this woman sits in the seat that um, Walter Cronkite sat in, Edward R. Murrow sat in. She asked a very straightforward question on the number one news magazine in the United States of America. That's 60 Minutes. Was it worth it? Pretty straightforward. I can't answer that. I can't answer that. Was it worth it? I can't answer that. This is your task and purpose right now. You've changed the direction of this country in 16 with the election of Donald Trump. You changed the country further under the onslaught in the summer of love 2020 with reelecting Trump with 74 million votes. Understand that the powers that be did not want that to happen. And so they inserted an illegitimate regime and that would be Biden. And you've seen what's come of this. The chaos and anarchy on a global basis, the destruction of our economy, debt out of control, and invasion on our southern border. Embrace this. Write this down. Eight to ten million, eight to ten million invaders in our nation. I want you to embrace that. And nothing but happy talk, happy talk, happy talk. When they even talk about the border, what they're going to put in this border thing, because they're going to throw in Ukraine, Israel, a little taste for Taiwan to back off the anti-CCP crowd, and they're going to throw some border. The border security in the first uh, 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 CR was nothing more than more concierge services on the border. You want Gaza? I got Gaza, baby. It's called Southern Arizona. It's the Rio Grande Valley. It's South Texas. You want Gaza? I got it all up in these major cities. New York, Detroit, Chicago. You want Gaza? It's all over. 
And you see the Israelis in there, that bombing, what they bombed the Beverly Hills of Gaza yesterday, back like Dresden in 1945. And today, the Financial Times of London, not Citizens Free Press, not Gateway Pundit, right? Israel prepares for ground invasion, ground invasion of Gaza. Remember, Gaza is about twice the size of Washington, D.C., but we're Washington, D.C., and I'm just talking about the district, the District of Columbia, this swamp that's carved out. On the, on the Maryland side of the Potomac. Whereas Washington, D.C., I think has 650,000 of 700,000 roughly residents, many of whom don't live here permanently. I mean, they live in other places, but they have residents here for the capital, for the government. Gaza has over 2 million. So one of the most densely populated places on this earth. And you're going to see a ground invasion that's going to commence. You have that you're the conscience of this country because you're the one the country depends upon for all of this. Now, for too long, you've been taken advantage of and taken for granted, and they didn't care about what you had to say about it. Right now, and what this hopefully this program is, is a platform for you to you have to give your consent. And we're going to have to fight for that. You're going to have to give your consent because going forward, we can't have any more like we had in Iraq or Afghanistan or Vietnam. I didn't know the government lied to me, you know, this, that, and the other thing. We can't do that anymore. We have enough tools at our disposal. You've been awakened enough. Remember, the, 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 the Paul Gijot and these gutless uh, cowards that send people to their death over at Murdoch's Wall Street Journal – and, and they do it. You know, remember Crystal? Oh, they're going to throw flowers. They're th- going to throw roses in the, in the streets of Baghdad as we come. Derek Carvey will tell you about the roses. They're going to throw roses because we're going to be the liberators. Remember what you've been sold? The other thing we have to have a conversation. Remember Kuwait, Kuwait for, the, for the Gulf War? Remember the babies in the hospital getting banned at it and everything like that? And then later you found out it was a PR. It was Hill and Knowlton's PR campaign. I, I got... You know, we've got to ask some tough questions here. And we got New York Times tells you. I've got the story up on Getter. Please read it. Please read it. And if, Grace, you make sure you can get past the paywall for those that don't have it. Our beloved paper of record. You've got to read it. It's, it's, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And the Israeli people have to have a, they have to have, so hold people accountable. I don't happen to, I don't happen to believe that Netanyahu's government will last a couple of weeks. If that story's true and other aspects I'm hearing are true, I don't know how, how he's going to be a, unite the country, no matter what he does in Gaza with what he allowed to have happen, his administration. Now, he's been under siege by the woke elements of that society. Remember, the headline is yesterday, the Murdoch's, wake up, Washington, wake up, swamp, wake up, Uniparty. Uh, a, a second regional war calls for urgent, urgent bipartisan defense effort urgent has to happen immediately they're only going to second regional war first regional war we were there for 20 years second regional war we'll be there you see these preachers talking the book of revelation about armageddon uh you're going to be there longer than 20 years and it's going to be bloodier than iraq and it's going to be bloodier than afghanistan and here's one of the things we got sorted colonel harvey i want you to go back to 1a and 1b here's the other thing we have to have a frank conversation we're on every side of this trade 
We're 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 funding the the Saudis and the military and the intelligence and UAE and they're, they're at quote unquote allies. We're on that side of the trade. We're in Qatar. We have the biggest base we have with the most the worst people in the Gulf. Qatar, and nobody wants to face that. We tried to do it in the Trump in the Trump administration. We're on that side of the trade. We're on the Bahraini and the Kuwait side of the trade. We're g- giving Egypt tons of money. We're on both sides of the trade here. Has Biden cut off the $6 billion? They go, oh, it's not really our money. It's really in Qatar. Hey, cut it off. Shut it down. Are you in Beijing up in People's Grill? Say, if you push any more money, any more PLA support for the, for the, for the, for the mullahs, you're going to have to deal with us. We're going to cut you off of capital. Is anybody in this drama? That you've heard. You've seen it on Hannity every night. So you watch MS. Has anybody had ever? What is the priority for the United States of America and her citizens? For her sovereignty, her territorial integrity, her self, the self-determination of her people. Have you heard anybody? They're up there. Steve Scalise says the first thing just come across, just tweeted out. First thing he's going to do, the first thing he's going to do. Is a resolution to support uh, Israel. Fine, that's okay, fine. However, I'd like the first one to be, I'm going to shut down, I'm going to force, force the Biden regime to shut down the border 100% and to force them to start a mass deportation uh, process. Oh, and by the way, we support Israel in standing up for its own, uh, its own security, its own safety, its own nation. Don't you're sending a signal. Other nations in the world do not take a priority over the United States of America. And if you want to have Israel destroyed, have America destroyed. If you want Israel to be exposed, have a weak America. If you want Israel to be on the ropes, allow eight million. I want you to embrace that. Eight million invaders have been in this country. In the CR, they talked about a couple weeks ago. Only what did it do? More concierge services is for border security. The security is to get the invaders inland. Inland. As Derek Harvey is going to tell you this, but Hezbollah, the, the FBI made a priority of the hobbits going to Latin mass. And everybody else is a domestic terrorist, all of MAGA. Remember, MAGA is the number one priority. They haven't been after Hezbollah. They haven't been after Hamas. They haven't been after radical jihad in this country. It wasn't a priority. You were the priority. Now you get the guy Greenblatt, uh, uh, the, uh, the defam- Anti-Defamation League, who calls you every name in the book. You're a domestic terrorist. You're the worst white Christian nationalist. You Christian nationalist. Well, hey, since the MSNBC guys... Are all pro-Palestinian? He's sitting there going, "Hey, well, you're you're like it's the script's written by Hamas." Hey, bro, before you come here, we have a long conversation, okay? You don't like Christian nationalism until you need it. Let's have a frank conversation. We're all adults. This is about tens of thousands of Americans that will be killed in the future on foreign battlefields. So let's at least show the future dead, our future honored dead, respect and all the honored dead we have in Vietnam, Iraq, and Afghanistan by not doing it again until we think it through and we have some war aims and objectives. Johnny Cash will take us out, Colonel Harvey on the other side. Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers. 
100 million angels singing Multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum Voices calling, voices crying Some are born and some are dying It's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come And the whirlwind is in the thorn tree The virgins are all trimming their wicks The whirlwind is in the thorn tree It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks Till Armageddon, no shalom You should choose an air purifier like your life depends on it because it just might. More than 35,000 wildfires have devastated the U.S. this year. The toxins and particles in wildfire smoke can penetrate our lungs and threaten our health. That's why EnviroCleanse developed military-grade air purification for your home. And they just announced their biggest sale of the year. Save a massive 30% off during their Labor Day sale. EnviroCleanse is specifically designed to wipe out airborne chemicals and viruses known to cause illness, allergies, and difficulty breathing. Even toxic gases and particles found in wildfire smoke are no match for EnviroCleanse. That's why the Department of Defense chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy combatants. And EnviroCleanse comes with a free professional air quality monitor so you know your family's breathing purified air. Now's the time to save 30% off your air purification unit. Get the free air quality monitor and fast free shipping. That's a 250 bucks savings. Visit ekpure.com and use code Steve. That's ekpure.com, code Steve. Let me repeat, ekpure.com, code Steve. ekpure.com, code Steve. Take action, use your agency, do it today, get the benefits of the sale. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bath. I mean, Jake Sherman over at Punchbowl, when I think they do a pretty good job of covering the Hill and the Madness up there. He is not MAGA. He is not pro-Trump. Uh, let's say he's probably at least center-left or liberal, maybe even a progressive, but he ain't MAGA. Just tweeted out, the American people want to know what elected lawmakers are talking about behind closed doors, choosing party leaders in closed-door meetings outside the view of the American people. For as much work as this audience did, they're over there cutting deals right now. Now, look, I realize a lot of people want Jim Jordan. Some people want Steve Scalise. Jim Jordan came out last night it very it, with a uh, it, the, the leaking that came out last night when they made their presentations in the Q&A that Jim Jordan had a CR that went into the same one he's pitching that goes into the beginning of the year. And I put up on Getter, we're playing the same games. We're back to playing cartel games. We have to have, if they're going to come with package with billions of dollars for Ukraine, billions of dollars for Israel, uh, and nothing really at the border, and a, and a lick and a promise to Taiwan, outside the $880 billion we spend just on the defense, it doesn't even include the madness and the intelligence apparatus. So let's say a trade, let's round up to a trillion dollars. If we do that and they haven't had a conversation, the Republican leaders need to force Biden under war power. He needs to come forward and put together 18 months into it and $115 billion. Put forward exactly what the plan is for Ukraine, what the plan is for Israel, 
throw in Taiwan. So we can see right there. And you're going to see a lot of pushback on that. Derek Harvey, before, I want to go back to what you said, that what has happened in, de, in the decline of this nation, and the first time I heard this was really from Derek Harvey. Derek said, Steve, what's going, and this is back in 2015. 2015, he said, Steve, uh, what is happening here is the managed decline of our nation by our nation's elites. Harvey's the first guy to crystallize it that sharply. And he said, particularly in the, in the national security, we manage, he says, we manage these wars to unacceptable outcomes to the American people, but acceptable outcomes to the defense contractors and to the think tank apparatus, the neocon think tank apparatus, which is on both sides of the football, Democrats and Republicans. What did, what did you mean by that? Take a second, explain that, and how Millie, when she asked him, a, is that a tough question, Derek? Was it worth it? And he goes, I can't answer it. He's not supposed to answer for the individual families. You're supposed to answer. You're, you're, the, you're, the, you're the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the senior advisor to the president. What do you mean you can't answer it? You can't answer what, what the nation, was it worth it for the nation? You can't answer that? Derek Harvey. Well, my answer to that question is pretty blunt. I do not think it was worth it, given the fact that our presidential leadership, our political leadership at State Department, Department of Defense, and our military leaders did not seek victory, did not seek to win, did not seek consequential outcomes to achieve results. And so we managed ourselves into defeat in both of those places. I worked very hard to try and get us on a pathway to achieve real results, but the decisions were not forthcoming. And that's the problem with people like Milley and General David Petraeus and General Stan McChrystal and stuff, because they went along. They didn't have the moral courage to tell the political leaders it wasn't going to work or what we needed to actually achieve victory. And they did not resign. They did not make political statements. They were already four-star generals, and they could have made a statement that could have shifted the dialogue and perhaps the course of these wars. We should not have invested 20 years into Afghanistan if we were not going to try and achieve an outcome. I'll go back. We could debate whether or not it was a wise thing to do. You know, I, and you, know, I you and I have talked about Iraq and, and Afghanistan, too, as to whether it's actually doable, what the cost would really be. And this is back... You know, in the early, you know, 2003, 2004, 2005 time periods. But that aside, Steve, I'd like to just piggyback on a couple of comments that you made. President, um, Prime Minister Netanyahu has been a target of this administration and the left and others before this, this current term of office and in this current term of office. So I'm highly suspicious of, of things going in media and stories from IDF and Intel services trying to pin the blame on the prime minister because his own IDF and Intel services are doing the same thing that they did to us in our administration, trying to undercut him. Number two, I think from a homeland defense perspective, Steve, we've got five major problems here. One is just the overall border situation. We could have a whole show on what needs to be done there. But we have a fifth column in our country. We've got BLM, Democrat Socialist Alliance, Antifa, and student groups on these universities, a lot of them infiltrated by people that are sympathetic Muslims to the 
the cause of the Muslim Brotherhood. They are the street fighters, if you will. Number two, we've got embedded terror networks already here. And the open borders have not helped, and the FBI's malfeasance in this area over the last eight years has not helped. Number three, we've got a fifth column in our own administration right now with the Biden. We've got Mahir Batar, who's a Palestinian supporter, supporter of radical Islamic ideas in the NSC of Biden's helping shape the policies there. We've got infiltration of the Pentagon with the chief of staff, um, Arian Tabapatai, in Solik there. You had Rob Malley and others that are, are he's no longer there because of, of security issues, but those types, that type of thinking is there. You know, so we've got those, those major issues. We got Muslim Brotherhood infiltration in interfaith groups and mosques throughout this country. You know, and then we've got the United Nations and other groups, you know, international human rights groups, etc., that are actually part of the larger world, ter- you know, terrorist support network. I, I, I all wanna, of this is working I wanna, against. I, I want to go through. Yeah, I want to go through all that. The domestic thing. I just want to give some breaking news just across the wire. I hate to say I called this at the top of the show. Netanyahu has just formed a new government. Uh, with Benny Gantz, the head of the opposition National Unity Party, to bring the nation together. So he's, he's and I think he's going to serve up some of these cabinet members to form a new war cabinet in a unity government. I, I, given the results I saw, let's go back to Israel. You, you've had the IDF uh, a couple weeks ago come on the side of the people, the progressives that were trying to throw Netanyahu out when they had this situation with the Supreme Court, when they're trying to uh, reorganize that. Then how can the United States, the IDF is this legendary fighting force that won in 1967 against all odds with Moshe Dayan and, uh, and, and other leaders, won in what, in 73, it was Ariel Sharon and others that, you know, when, when they, they miscalculated about Yom Kippur, they knew that the Arab armies were gathering. They just didn't know where they're going to strike. This was a catastrophic failure. So if you're if you're saying the IDF has been trying to get Netanyahu out and they just announced Netanyahu's government's basically been dissolved, they formed a unity government with his number one opposition leader, and I think Benny Gantz is a senior, I think was a major general, lieutenant general in the IDF, then, then how, can we count, I mean, how, how can we count on the Israelis? Because even the New York Times saying, hey, the security apparatus and the intelligence has gone from the, the region's biggest asset to now liability. So how, how can we can't just take the first, you said eight, one a is cover for Israel and what they're going to do in support and assistance or whatever. How can we do that? If we don't have the confidence that the IDF is not the legendary IDF of times gone by Derek Harvey. Steve, I think the IDF got a wake up call and their intelligence services and some of their leaders uh, failed on two score. They were so focused, and they're actually the best in the world on, on the intelligence of Iran. They far outstrip us, in my view, um, their penetration, access, and understanding about the inner workings of the Iranian regime. And then number two, you know, unfortunately, they began to believe their own narratives and weren't thinking, you know, how the enemy is thinking. They became uh, too comfortable in dealing with Hamas and the Palestinian Authority, too, too secure in their own thinking, and they believe their own narratives. And that's always a problem. You always have to be challenging your own assumptions and red-teaming everything very aggressively to see where 
your problems are in, in assessment and if you're too comfortable and and perhaps lackadaisical in, in, in your analytical efforts. So I think those are, are two distinct problems there. I think what what the IDF needs from us primarily is, you know, supplies and support that can be small arms ammunition. It can be uh, blood assets because they don't get blood from the International Red Cross. Uh, they're on their own. So, you know, trying to get blood supplies to them because it's going to be needed as this war goes forward. Um, we've, we produce a lot of parts for their Merkava tanks and some of their missiles, 155 millimeter artillery shells. They're going through that real fast. You know, that type of thing, diplomatic cover, um, trying to keep this contained from being expanded. But then also, let's look at Iran. It's not just the $6 billion. It's the $10 billion that was released in places like Iraq, and it's the $32 billion in, in, in oil sales that they've achieved that are funding the Iranian regime that allows them to do the things that they want to do. There's a lot that this administration can do to shift the, the tone and to show our allies in the region, but also around the world, that the United States has had a wake-up call here, too. I don't believe this administration is going to be able to see it through in a way that is needed to support Israel, achieve its objectives, and to bolster our status and our partnerships with our real allies in the region and in Asia and in Europe. Over okay, to you, Steve. Okay, H- hang on, hang on. Ho, 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 hang on, hang on. Because you know better than anybody. First off, you remember in Kuwait, we were sold a bill of goods, and it was a bill of goods about the, the guys going into the hospitals and Bennett and the kids and everything like that. So we were sold that bill of goods. And nobody questioned it at the time. Number two, we're on both sides of the trade here. We're the biggest supporter of, of Saudi Arabia, UAE, and they've all thrown in, at least publicly, in Egypt. They've all thrown in with, um, with, with Iran. And how did, how did – you know the intelligence services over there better than anybody. The Egyptians are out front saying, hey, we told these guys about this weeks ago. So how do we sort that out? How are the American people supposed to think this through when – it's it's a it's a, a hall of mirrors over it's a wilderness of mirrors over there, Colonel Harvey. Yeah, I agree. Um, we have to. It takes good analytical effort parsing all the information you're getting from, you know, very very high valued SIGINT intercepts and human access and collection only accessible through technical means, but placed there by human assets, etc. And you have to look and, and look at things over a continuum, but you have to keep an open mind. And analytically, we still have a problem with not having an open mind and being curious. The word curious is really important here from an analytical perspective. And keeping politics and your own narrative and beliefs out of it. And you know, you really have to have A team, B team type of efforts sometimes on these hard problems. That that's part one. Number two, uh, let's look at Gutter. Gutter has never been on our side. They see putting a base there like Doha and, and hosting us and being friendly with us, you know, as a cost of doing business to allow them to support the Muslim Brotherhood and radical Islamic terrorism throughout the region. I do think that the UAE and Saudi Arabia are, are good partners, understanding the context of the, the region and how they have to navigate things domestically and internationally we have to pick sides here. Hang, hang on one second. is being 
protected in Qatar by the Qatar regime, and we need to target those 12 Hamas leaders that are there. Hang on, take a short break. Colonel Harvey on the other side. For war room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of the show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Uh, Anti-Defamation League, Greenblatt, uh, BLM Chicago has come out. We support the Hamas paratroopers who gun down Jews. That's a quote. ADL, no comment. Quiet, crickets. But when somebody said white lives matter, they condemn. When somebody says it's okay to be white, they condemn. They condemn, they condemn, they condemn. So I would tell Greenblatt and ADL, go over to the studios of MSNBC. Let's go over there. Go up to Harvard. Go to Harvard Square right now. In fact, better yet, go into Harvard Yard. Go into Harvard Yard. Make your pitch. Get Check back with us after that, okay? Check back with us. Check back uh, with the deplorables, with the hobbits, with the MAGA movement, uh, with the War Room Posse. Check back in. We're open. Check back in. See if we'll, we'll, we'll get an update. See how those people are prepared to support Israel. It's time to have a truth and reconciliation process here in the United States of America. They're all coming to you. They depend upon you, you, this audience. You're the backbone of this nation. Without your consent, they can't do anything. That's why they hate the power you've been able to gather here in the last couple of years. That's why they hate Trump. Trump put you in the room. Without your consent, they are powerless. And they now realize that you know that. So this is going to be a good, this could be a very positive thing for the nation. I'll get to Cutter and those things later. Cutter, we could cut this whole thing off immediately. If we, uh, you know, it's ridiculous. They get money all over the United States, get investments, they got private equity funds, the Larry Finks of the world, they're all taking Cutter money all the time. We could cut this off immediately if we were serious. Remember, in the Wilderness of Mirrors, 
The United States and Wall Street are on every side of this trade. Now, they're not going to be there when they send your sons and daughters into these foreign battlefields to die and get wounded and get PTSD and come back and have their lives shattered, shattered of all the potential they could have had. That, 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 that you raised them up so that they were patriots, that they would go serve their country. But we're not, we're not doing Vietnam and here. We're not going to get the Pentagon Papers, you know, at the end of it. We're not going to do Afghanistan and have the Washington Post come out with the, with the Afghanistan Papers after 20 years. We're not going to have Iraq and have the Bush uh, junta lie to you and have all these people on MSNBC that call you the worst thing in the world, have the, uh, have the, uh, the, um, Dana Perina over at uh, Fox and have uh, Nicole Wallace at MSNBC. Two people still have the blood on their hands from the, from the, from the Bush regime of the lies, bald-faced lies they told the American people. So that your sons and daughters being patriots and being raised up right would go serve. No, we're going to do, do the Pentagon Papers at the beginning. We're going to do the Afghanistan Papers at the beginning. Because we are very fortunate to know a ton of people like Colonel Derek Harvey that are professionals understand what's going on and understand what the scam has been, and they're sick of it, and they've had a belly full of it. So we're going to have some truth, and some of these truths are going to be quite unpleasant. And people are going to go, well, how can you say that? Gosh, how are you saying that? You look at the thing of Lindsey Graham and, 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 and Tom Cotney's people, just let's go bomb Iran, let's go here, let's go there. Let's go here, let's go bomb, bomb it, let's bomb it all, let's you know, put a couple of carry battle groups, let's go do it. Let's go do it. Well, the hobbits say, whoa, 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 slow down a minute. Slow down a minute. We want to think, we owe it to the dead, was it 50,000 dead in Vietnam? In the wounded, in the lives that were destroyed, and people that were spit on, and in, in, in Iraq and Afghanistan, we owe it to these heroes. Let's refer to them of who they are now, the honored dead. The honored dead. We owe it to them. We owe it to them to to have the decency to think this one through because we're at the start of it now. We just thought, think about it for a second, folks. $115 billion over to a bunch of crooks in Ukraine and not one word of what we're doing or how we're going to do it. Oh, it's for democracy. And you get that airhead uh, Kamala Harris up there, and she her big thing when she's oh, it's for three things: it's for their sovereignty, uh, their territorial integrity, and the self determination of the Ukrainian people. That was her answer when she goes. She got those three written down on her little white card. That's how little respect they have for you. Are you it's what? Huh? Can you walk me through that again? Can you walk me through that in detail? One hundred fifteen billion dollars later. Would you like to have that $115 billion into your local community? Would you like to have that $115 billion maybe to secure the southern border of the United States of America from an invasion of 8 million invaders? Would you like to have that? Would that work out for you? We're 18 months into this, and it was Rosendale, Gosar, and Massey were the three at the top. Right, others joined quickly thereafter, but Matt Rosendale stood in the breach as he always does. Gosar stood in the breach, said, "No, we shouldn't do any of this." But that's it. Now we have 117. We'll have more because here's what Zelensky's got to get now: zero, nothing. In fact, we want our money back. We want everything you and your oligarch buddies stole. You know, we got to show in Ukraine. You know what you got to show? 
You got 50,000 dead women, children, and young people that served their country as patriots over there. It's the same everywhere, folks. It's the kulaks. You think they care about what the kulaks... All they care about is you keep funneling, you keep funding the war machine and you send your most precious asset, your sons and daughters, to go die on foreign battlefields. That's what they care about. I want that burned into your soul right now. So we don't have another Section 60 at Arlington where we can't go over there and tell them what it was all about. And quote to Millie, was it worth it? How do you think the parents feel? How do you think the wives feel? How do you think the children feel? How do you think they feel? Billy Joe Shaver. We'll be back in a moment. we got Colonel Derek Harvey. Brian Kennedy is going to join me here in the war room. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out. 